Well, hello, everyone. We'd like to welcome you to the Healthy Harrison podcast. This is a show designed to help you change your state. I'm Amy Haberbosch-Wilson, president of the Healthy Harrison, and we're streaming this program live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as the statewide distribution network of our media partner, WestVirginiaNews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who are focused on the mission of Healthy Harrison, that being to foster measurable improvement to the health and well-being of the citizens in North Central West Virginia. We are back in the Clarksburg studio today, and we're talking with our guest, Amanda Cunningham. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, thank you for having me. Amanda is the founder of the Glory Days Company. It's a company that provides organizational tools for parents and caregivers of special needs, children with special needs. Amanda's daughter, Rory, is Aurora? We Aurora, but we call her Rory for short. Love that. Was born with an unexpected diagnosis of Down syndrome. Um, I can go into some of your bio, but I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about. Yeah, of course. So in 2017, Aurora arrived and surprised us all with a birth diagnosis of Down syndrome. Um, prior to her arrival, I was in corporate setting for many years. I had a three-year-old son, had been married, um, still married, and just moving along with life. And then boom, she came and everything turned upside down. Um, Due to her diagnosis, I was quickly thrown into the world of navigating early intervention, a lot of medical appointments, um, support programs, and all of those things, and really wasn't equipped to navigate that. I felt overwhelmed and a little bit disoriented, so I went to try to find some organizational tools to help me navigate that, and there wasn't anything, and that's how the Glory Days Co. was born, is I created it out of need for myself. So I have been running that um, alongside taking care of my three children now for five years. Great. So yeah. found at the Glory Days Co. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you, uh, where did you come up with that name? Oh, well, um, I wanted to name Aurora Gloria after my grandmother oh. and then call her Glory for short. And her dad um, wanted to pick the name because I picked our first son's name. So I had to forfeit. <laughs> um, and then when this whole concept came about, I was thinking, okay, well, I could name it Glory after her original name. But then mothers often look back at their children's younger years as their glory days. When we look through those rose-colored glasses so um, about how joyous it was, um, in the midst of some very difficult times, um, we often say those were my glory days. So this is a book um, and it captures your glory days every single day. Oh, very nice. I like that. Yeah. So tell us about Rory. Rory is a joyful, energetic little girl. She (laughs) is going to be five in May. Um, She is in public pre-K. She's been in a program since she was two, which we're really proud of. Uh, She plays soccer. She's in dance. She's just very dynamic, um, and she surpassed all of my expectations so far. So she loves her brothers. She has two brothers, Owen, who's eight, and Wyatt, who is two. Great. How are they with her? They're wonderful. Wyatt and Rory, we call them frick and frack because they're like um, just twins developmentally. He's two. um, She's five, but developmentally, they're very equal to one another, and they're always into mischief together. And then Owen, um, just like most big brothers or it's trying to provoke them and get them in trouble too. So they all have a blast together. That's great. I know uh, Amanda and I had a chance to talk a little bit beforehand. Um, Overlap a little bit. We were talking about uh, my sister has multiple disabilities. So there are three of us and we were talking about some of the things that my mother did. She was the executive director of parent training information and similar story. 
you know, finding out. She didn't find out ahead of time. It was at the birth Mm -hmm. um, that my sister had multiple disabilities right at birth and then trying to find the resources. Did you know ahead of time that there were disabilities or there possibility of disabilities? I did not, no. Um, I was 28 at the time. I had had a child prior to Aurora. Everything was smooth and went well. Um, We have no family history, which is a misconception of Down syndrome. There's three different types of Down syndrome. There's translocational, mosaic, and trisomy 21, which is the predominant. Um, And it is randomly occurring when you have trisomy 21. There's no way to predict it. And that's what Rory has? Um, That's what Rory has. She has trisomy 21. Um, So my doctor did not push for any kind of genetic testing. And because it was my second child, I really didn't think much of it um, due to my age also. And we had multiple ultrasounds, you know, all the regular appointments, and it just was never picked up. Typically, they can see um, markers in an ultrasound. There can be up to 12. Um, But with Rory, there was was nothing noticed until she was um, born, until she arrived. So how how long after her birth did you really have to start to, oh, my gosh, okay, this is where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start finding information. I know my mom talks about the story of having pamphlets, anything she could find, reading information. Did it relate? Some things weren't even relatable. I mean, it was just really a disability, yeah. but it wasn't specific to what she had. Yeah, that that really was the motivating factor with um, with the glory days. So when she was born, we were at one hospital and then transferred to another because the hospital she was born at wasn't prepared for her diagnosis. Um, so they transferred me to to Ruby. Um, they were wonderful at Ruby. But at the end of the day, nobody sent me home with connection to community mm-hmm. or resources about Down syndrome and what the next steps were. So that really led me to, unfortunately, Google all of this. And you get all kinds of um, feedback from Google that isn't really easy on the heart, to, you know, to be honest. So what changed the game for me was finding families who were navigating this similar experience. Um, the DSDN, it was my first stop, the Down Syndrome Diagnosis Network, um, and Jen Jacobs started that years ago because she had a similar experience, and you get plugged into a birth group, and it's what you do. So you go onto their their website, and they plug you into a birth group, and then you're with a class of parents who had a child in the same year as you, and you just graduate through life together. Oh, that's... And it's absolutely amazing, um, and that's where I really found a lot of my um, true information about what life could look like. There's a lot of um, ranges in that community. It can manifest differently um, for a lot of different reasons. But I had some point of reference um, as she's grown over the last five years, and that was really helpful. So what made the Glory Days turn into a business was my motivation to want to help fund the DSDN because they were like a a life raft to me in those first six months to 12 months of her life. Um, And then it's just evolved over the past five years into, you know, more than just a a donation fundraiser funnel. It's actually a thriving business that employs people at WorkAble and, you know, does all kinds of things. So as far as funding, is that difficult? Um, are you writing grants? Are you fundraising, you said? Yeah, of course. So there's there's three different lines to our business. We have a 501c3, which is the Glory Days Foundation. Um, and we started that, I think we're coming up on almost two years ago that we started that. The reason we did that is because I was getting a lot of inquiries for donated resources. Mm-hmm. So just to let you know what we make, we make a daily planner that's designed for parents who are navigating ongoing diagnosis 
therapies, medical intervention, things of that nature, and combines it with everyday life. Um, one example is when you're in birth to three, the purpose of birth to three is to educate the care provider on how to implement the therapies. So you're only seeing that physical therapist for maybe 30 minutes, max an hour once a week, and they're really training that care provider to do the early intervention protocol. Now, I had up to five or six in a, in a week that would come into our home starting when Rory was seven weeks old, and they would teach me how to support her. And I would write on these big windows in our living room, you know, 15 sit-ups three times a day or um, climb the stairs in uh, a certain pattern so many times a day. And when you have that with PT, OT, speech, child development, mm -hmm. that's a lot. And so we created these charts to help track the implementation of that put this into the planner and paired it with everyday life along with some other things. Therapy tracking journals, medication tracking journals, a gratitude journal. Um, we have a sticky pad to help you put onto your fridge to help keep you on track, things of that nature. So it's just really evolved from the parent's need to everyday life. Um, and it helps me stay on track. It's helped other parents stay on track. And that was the motivation for starting it. How are you finding the parents or how are they finding the information? I know that was a difficulty too, you know, sometimes even some of the support system that we have, making sure you're reaching them because you're, you're in your own little world. You know, what happens, it just seems like, oh, the oh, pressure yeah, and it's all, um, and like you said, you're doing your own research, you're reaching out. Mm -hmm. How are you getting to some of those parents and saying, hey, it's, we're here to help you? It's all social media. So we're on the Glory Days Co. on Instagram and on Facebook, and that's how we've grown from day one. That's how I found my community is um, I had a Instagram account that was mine just for social interaction um, prior to Rory. And then when she was born, I just went on and started looking up hashtags. That's how I found the DSDN. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, downstairs. Syndrome love, Down syndrome is beautiful, and then it just kept leading to other ones, and that's how parents find us. That's great. Um, real quick, I want to let everybody know uh, this podcast today is brought to you by WVU Medicine, UHC, Western Uni University, The State Journal, WestVirginianews.com, and Interaction Media. Um, and speaking of podcasts, you also do podcasts. Can you talk oh, a little bit about those? Yeah. Or? Um, so because we are so active on social media, other podcasts um, will see the work we're doing and will reach out to us and, and we'll do interviews to talk about Rory's story and the resources we provide and, and the growth of our organization. And you do that outside of Harrison County, outside of that of West Virginia as well, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah. The Glory Days is all over the world. We've sold planners all over the world. That's great. Yeah, it's been really fantastic. Now, the support system. Um, I'm going to keep going back to that because that, yeah. that was huge. Yes. You know, just the support system and people reaching out, support for you, support for your family, mm -hmm. support for the siblings. Mm -hmm. You know, do you cover that as well? Yeah, um, we talk about, I'm very candid on our platforms about our experience. Um, and then we pull in other families and, and it started with Down syndrome because that's my personal experience, but mm -hmm. now we're we're speaking and working with families with diverse um, diagnosis, um, and we'll bring in individuals walking their unique experience to share what they've gone through and what resources they use um, so that we're not just limited to this one specific population. We want to reach caregivers in all different types of cir circumstances. Now, do you have plans for Rory helping Oh, as well? a dream. Yeah. Because I know my sister got really involved too. And at first yeah. my mom was the advocate for her and then we became advocates. And then you watch my sister who's now an advocate for herself and yes. for others. Uh, I dream of the day. She helps me right now. So in years past, we've always packaged our orders at home. 
Um, we just recently formed a relationship with WorkAble in Stonewood. I'm not sure how many of you are familiar, but it's a safe work environment for individuals with intellectual and physical disabilities. Um, there's different employment options within their facility, and now the Glory Days is one of those options. So any order that comes on through our shop is then packaged by their participants, their employees at WorkAble. And I just that was such an amazing i thought it was going to take years for that to happen so that those dots came together so quickly it was so thrilling to see that manifest because it's such a full circle experience to see that we're meeting the parents at birth but then we also have the opportunity to employ the individual who's actually living the experience mm -hmm. in their teen and adult years um, because i did think about that when Rory was first born we don't have a down syndrome center in west virginia so we'd had to travel to pa and in our first intake meeting um, everyone who works there has a child with down syndrome and they were talking about what their adult children do and I was, I was so taken back at how limited the options were for Aurora at that time. And I wanted her to have more options. Now, whatever she chooses to do is fine with me, but I don't want her to have to do one specific type of job because of her diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So to see the glory days grow and hopefully be sustainable till she's 18 plus, um, to see her um, be able to be in a, a loving, inclusive work environment, yes, that is a total goal of mine. That's great. Yeah. Speaking of goals, um, it's going to be a tough question because I know I have, I have children too. And the parent, you ask a parent about their goals. Um, and I'll go back to my mom. Yeah. Um, multiple disabilities, they're telling, they meaning the, you know, the hospital system and, the, and really even therapist, this mm -hmm. is where she's going to be. This, these are the goals we're going to shoot for, but this is where we really see her. Mm -hmm. My mom's goals were way out here. Yes. So if you say she'll never walk again, oh, she will walk. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to, we're not going to put her in a wheelchair. We're going to, you know, force, force her to do things that she's not going to want to do. Yeah. Um, and even more so than what we would our other children. So she's going to communicate. She's going to learn sign language. She's going to, you know, eventually learn to walk. And a lot of them were saying that's not going to happen. Well, a lot of it did happen. Mm -hmm. So your goals for Rory. Um, um, right. Same thing. It's yeah, one of those same things where, thing. you know, shoot for the stars. We shoot for the stars. Hope for the best. Provide her with all the support she needs to, to reach her maximum capacity, her maximum ability. Um, integrate her into everyday life with everyone else. There is no, um, you know, we always say there's no special needs or disability, um, you know, physical place that you can go to to shop and to and to seek entertainment and and do all of the things that we do every day you know she has to be able to be integrated into an able world um, and if we do not provide her with the support to push her um, to reach her maximum capacity of ability then I'm doing her a disservice and she's not going to be able to navigate life without me and ultimately at the end of the day I have to leave her at some point, and she needs to be able to do the best she can to take care of herself. Sounds like she has an amazing mom. Oh, so. <laughs> thank you. So as far, I think the oldest brother, you said his age? Yes, he's How eight. does he feel? Is, you know, is he protector of his sister, encourager, supporter, all he the above? He cuts her no breaks, I'll say that, <laughs> That's good. which is good, which is good. So Owen was three when Rory was born, um, and... 
because of her birth diagnosis um, being such a jolt for us, you know, we did not get to meet our child before we got to meet the diagnosis. They took Rory from me, and my first introduction to her was this baby has Down syndrome. There was no, it's a girl, congratulations, none of that. So it was just a very quick drop off a cliff. You know, you carry somebody for nine months, you think of who they are. Um, I didn't want to do that to our son. So when we went home, there was no conversation about disability. Um, there was no conversation about limitations. This was just his new baby sister. And we kept it that way for a couple years. Now, he wasn't shielded from the word Down syndrome. He wasn't shielded from her therapies. Her therapies came into the home. Um, but there was no conversation about this baby is special um, and we have to do things a certain way for her. It just was a smooth integration because I wanted him to have a very clear understanding that this was his sister um, and they were equals. And they were equally loved and equally um, supported. And so I let him get to know her first. And I think that that was a huge win for us. I'm very glad that I had the ability to be conscious about that decision in those early months. Um, and then when he was older, he started to ask questions. So it was very ch a very child-led conversation. Um, and then when they were getting ready to start school at the same time, we didn't want somebody to come to him and say something to identify it um, mm -hmm. specifically. And he was, I think, five or six around this time. And then we had a formal, you know, read him a book about a brother who had a sister with an extra chromosome and what that meant. And, you know, he's very cavalier, like, oh, okay, well, she's cute. I don't care. Like, <laughs> he was fine. But I think it's because he knew her first, you know. Right. So he knew who she was, and he, he loved her for who she was. And uh, a label didn't really mean much to him. Yeah, so he's done fantastic. Um, he's going to be nine, so he has a more of an understanding of her having a disability. She's predominantly nonverbal, um, and most kids who are five are not nonverbal, mm -hmm. so he can identify that. And um, he's good at supporting her. He's good at navigating it. So not only are you an advocate, you're raising two more advocates. I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> uh, the support system. Um, how has that been family-wise, too? Because I know sometimes, even with grandparents, we notice that, too. The grandparents are, you know, they're going to baby the grandchildren anyways, yeah. but especially if they have a, a special need. Oh, of course. Of course. It doesn't help that she's the first girl in a really oh, long true. time. Okay. <laughs> so she's like a princess <laughs> on another level. Like, my husband's side hasn't had a girl in... Um, at the time, 20 some years. So oh, she wow. was the first, yeah, She's she was the true first princess girl. on that she side. She is for sure. And um, they're great. I mean, they had to go through their, I think that's something else you have to, to realize is that everybody has to go through their own acceptance process with this information. They all um, had the same information that I had when I was expecting, and they were all preparing for a certain type of individual to arrive who didn't, and they had to release that and accept who came um, and then adjust their expectations for that life. Um, but they've done fantastic. You know, uh, it's been great. They're so loving. They're very supportive. Um, they're very supportive of my husband and I navigating our emotional response and and, and coming out the other side of that. So we couldn't ask for a better family. That's great. Yeah, I, my questions are all, I know, kind of the personal level. I want to get no, back to the, the company itself, kind of talking about, um, you know, some of these resources, how the people get those, where would they follow if you were just, you've got parents watching, uh, interested, where would you send them? Yeah, so you can go onto our website, thegorydaysco.com. Um, it's more than just a shop. 
There is videos on there that tell you about our, our um, introduction into this world that help parents who just received a diagnosis understand their emotions and where they're at a little bit better. There's connection to community, um, if it be the DSDN or a larger community through a closed Facebook group of parents with diverse disability backgrounds. So really any disability. Um, yes, any disability can find support through us. Um, there is a new parent guide. Now we have two. There's one that's developed for national. So any parent who comes to us from another state can download this new parent guide and it'll walk you through, you know, next steps in the first couple months of a diagnosis. And then there's one specific to West Virginia. Um, and the reason that we created that is because, like I said, when I went home, I wasn't given connections to the next steps into that community. And I really wanted to take that guesswork out of it because you're so overwhelmed already with what's taking place. I mean, you just had a child physically, um, and then you're having to navigate how to care for this child with their extra um, needs. Mm -hmm. And so we created this resource guide to connect you to Birth to Three, to connect you to CDCSP, to connect you to IDD waiver, um, to connect you to different medical providers so you don't have to try to search for them. Because like I said, we didn't have the Down Syndrome Center here. I had to try to locate that. Um, so those two things can be found on there. And then our actual products, which I had shared with you earlier, the therapy tracking, medications, mm -hmm. sticky pads, and, and the planner. So um, age limit, you know, you just find out you know, you're coming from the hospital, yeah. they're maybe a year old. What if you've got a seven, eight-year-old, you've got them in the school system, mm -hmm. teenager, or an age range you typically focus on just that new well mom. the intent i would say our intense fo focus was just because i had walked through it mm -hmm. was birth to three okay but as rory's grown our products have expanded to meet the needs of older children so for example example our therapy tracking journal um, we have therapy tracking in the planner and that's more geared towards in-home implementation now the therapy tracking journal it's a great asset if you're child has an IEP. Um, something that I have learned in my experience is our team is so disjointed. You have a private provider team, and then you have an IEP team, and then you mm -hmm. have the parents at home. Nobody is communicating. Um, very very seldom is even the IEP team having frequent conversations with the, the parent about what they're doing in their sessions. And at the end of the day, 20 minutes once a week is not going to move the needle in the way that we need to move it for her to have independence in adulthood. So I have to do that work at home too. And the only way I can do that is if those providers are communicating with me. So we have this therapy tracking journal booklet. It's three months, very thin, and it goes in a bag with Rory and all of her providers write the work that they're doing with her on the day they do it and then three goals for me to implement at home so that's something that a parent who has an IEP team can utilize True. I've taken it into our private provider settings so they can read up on what is going on so she's two speech therapists the speech therapist in the school and the speech therapist at the private practice they can read each other's notes so that they're not hurting one another's work <laughs> and they're like collaborating on a on a shared goal. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, we've covered a lot. I know we're getting close on time. So oh, is there course. anything that I missed or is there anything you wanted to say? Um, just letting people know it's really important, I think, what you're offering and then where they can go to get this. Yeah, of course. Um, I think the thing that I would want to share is the health of your family is dependent on the health of the care provider. So, Aurora's health and her needs being met, me meeting the needs of my sons and my husband is all hinges on my 
health, on my well-being. So as a caregiver, don't neglect yourself. That's why these tools are there is to help you. You need support. You need extra hands, extra mental space um, to wrap yourself around all of these um, different demands that come along with the diagnosis and raising children in general. So don't neglect yourself. Seek the resources that you need. Seek the supports you need just like you seek them for your child Um, because if you're not well, if you're not supported, no one else is going to be. You can find us at theglorydaysco.com and theglorydaysco on Instagram. Great. Thank you very much. Amanda Cunningham, founder of The Glory Days Company. Thank you you all for joining us today for the Healthy Harrison podcast. It is our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state of health here throughout West Virginia. If you want more help right now, you can visit thehealthyharrison.org or visit Healthy Harrison Facebook page and give us a like. You'll find lots of support and you you can stream our past episodes of our podcast on the Facebook. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Western University Medicine, United Hospital Center, Western University, The State Journal, WestVirginianews.com, and Interaction Media. On behalf of Healthy Harrison, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you.